0: This is episode 287, Stop Putting Yourself Second and Speak Your Needs with Judy. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. As usual, thank you so much for listening and learning and growing along with me. And a special thank you to just all the people that have been on the show as callers, Your vulnerability and courage always impresses me and touches my heart, and this week's episode is no different. In full transparency, this is an episode that aired a couple years ago. As I shared in last week, Coach's Corner, I've been going through something pretty tough this past week, and I'm taking my own advice to have compassion and care and nurture myself. As a coach, one thing I've learned is that Pushing ourselves is important in some degrees, but it can actually create more hurt and more trauma in other areas. And especially if we're really emotionally raw and tired, pushing ourselves to do things out of obligation or people pleasing actually leads to more depletion. So if there's anything I've learned over the years, it's to really honor my needs And do as much as I can to put my self care first, because then my recovery time is shorter. You know, we don't honor ourselves and we don't take care of our needs. We push through and we show up and we honor our obligations and we don't piss anybody off, but we don't really get the opportunity to really heal and grieve or process the way that we need to. So let this be a gentle reminder to all of you that if you're going through something or you feel like you need rest or you feel you need a break or you feel you need to cancel some things, honor that, honor that, honor that, because we do show up better when we honor our needs and when we rest. And that brings me to today's call about really honoring our needs. There's so many themes we cover in this episode from isolation and feeling like we don't have self-esteem and loneliness to not really speaking up in relationship and as you'll hear in my call with Judy she's in a relationship where she's not really speaking her needs there's some interesting masculine feminine dynamics going on there's some patterning at play and it's not necessarily her partner's fault in any relational dynamic it's no one's fault it's two people's issues <laughs> bumping up against each other and so if we want to get our needs met in relationship and in life in general we have to be in charge of that. No one can read our mind. No one can meet our needs other than us. So I think you're going to learn a lot in this episode. And also for those of you who may relate to Judy feeling alone and isolated and she doesn't have tribe and connection. I I know that's a big theme, especially now in these COVID times. That's why I wanted to re-air this particular episode. I want you to know you're not alone. There's so many times in my life where I felt so disconnected, so isolated, like I didn't have anybody that truly saw me. I was really bad at making friends. And eventually I got to the other side of that by doing some of the things that I suggest Judy does. So you are not alone. So many people feel alone. Believe me, so many people feel alone. And I know... That can be hard to realize when we are on Instagram or any of the other myriad social media things, or just looking around and seeing everybody doing things and with people. I would venture to guess that there's actually more people who are lonely. And from my perspective, it's a human epidemic, it's where so many of us suffer. So you are not alone if you feel alone and there's a way to be alone and not feel lonely with a lot of self-love and that self-love that makes you better at being alone is the very thing that makes you better at connecting with people as well. So as you're listening to this call, consider, do you feel isolated? Are you craving more connection? Are you in a marriage or relationship where you feel disconnected and alone? Do you feel like you're dependent on your partner or you're living according to their dreams and desires more than your own? Are you a people pleaser? Do you have a hard time making your needs a priority? And finally, do you find it challenging to speak your truth? So keep those questions in mind as you listen to my call with Judy. Hi, Judy. Welcome to the show. How can I help? So the
1: current issue I'm having that um, I just moved here from Hungary to the states a few months ago well now to be i think to be corrected seven months ago and i'm still going through a huge and long transition with all this moving my husband works from home he's home most of the time and he's busy so i'm really dependent and attached on him basically because right now i don't work either i don't have any friends here so i'm kind of like I'm not saying I'm lost, but I really feel that I need to find myself here and I feel a little isolated as well. And of course, it also led to that, that my self-esteem went a little low and I don't really feel settled or like, mm-hmm. yeah, so I don't really feel home here yet, which I really want.
0: So. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, transition is hard, especially if you move from another country. In what city are you in?
1: Right now, we're in Virginia for, in Harrisonburg for a long time, for like four months. I mean, well, like for a long time, but we constantly keep moving because we don't really know where we want to settle yet. So we just want to check out different states. But that was the longest where we were so far in Virginia.
0: So how long has this been going on that you've been moving and moving and moving all around?
1: Since last December, basically. (laughs) Okay.
0: So almost, yeah, about seven months. Okay. Got it. And... Do you really want to be doing this, moving around so much?
1: If I really listen to my heart, then I would want a home base. (laughs) Okay. I would want to settle.
0: Okay. And so why aren't you listening to your heart? Because
1: my husband wants to try different cities. And I mean, I'm not against that. But now, finally, he's getting to the point where he wants to settle too. So I think we are actually reaching that. So we are getting closer to it, which makes me really happy. So hopefully... I can really listen to my heart soon and then do that.
0: (laughs) Does he know how unsettled you feel? He does. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And what does he, how does he support you through that?
1: He also has been to Hungary before for a little while. It was like a year, but he just was coming back and forth. And so he kind of knows the feeling a little bit, but this is a complete whole different situation for me. And I'm not really sure I was trying to talk to him about it, but I don't really think that he 100% gets this. Um, He's supportive though. He's trying to always make sure that I feel good and stuff like that. But I don't really think that he gets this 100%, to be honest.
0: (laughs) Do you think you're being 100% honest and open with him about how hard this is and how isolated you feel and how your self-esteem has suffered through this?
1: I would say so. Okay. Maybe I mean yeah, I would say ninety percent.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, my encouragement to you is to go for a hundred percent. This this month in Inner Circle Equality, we're focusing on an authenticity. And authenticity isn't, you know, just being a jerk and saying whatever we want, but it's really about being a hundred percent honest and being fully self-expressed. Mm-hmm. So especially in a marriage where we want intimacy and we want to be able to really feel safe to be completely authentic, I really encourage you to be very honest and vulnerable with how you're feeling. And I've studied a lot of masculine feminine communication, especially after my divorce, uh, because I really wanted Uh to learn how to be, you know, a better partner. And um, I want to be with a man. So I studied that masculine feminine dynamic. Uh And one thing that I learned is Men respond really well to us telling them what we need specifically and what that provides for us. This is something I learned from Alison Armstrong. She has a book called Uh The Queen's Code that I read. Are you familiar with her work at all?
1: No, no. Okay.
0: So, well, she's easy to find. She does something called PAX programs. I'll link it up in the show notes, everybody. But she talks about how it's so important that we say to men or anyone, even women who have more of a masculine dynamic. Uh We say, what I really need is X, Y, Z, because that provides me with X, Y, Z. So for example, I'm just making this up because I don't know what you need with your husband, but you could say something like, I'm feeling very isolated. My self-esteem is suffering. I'm not blaming you at all. I'm just sharing with you how I'm feeling. And what I really need from you is more quality time together and also like a date that we can decide we're going to settle for at least two years so I can feel grounded because what that will provide me with is a sense that I it's safe for me to go and create friends. I'm scared to create friends because I'm afraid we're going to move. And so if we, if we have more quality time that will provide me with feeling connected to you. If we pick on a date that will provide me with being able to really feel like I can lay some roots and meet some people and not feel so isolated. Can you do that for me?
1: Mm. Yeah, so, that sounds actually good.
0: So notice how I I first said how I was feeling, but I didn't I didn't make him wrong. I wasn't blaming. I wasn't an emotional hot mess. I was vulnerable and sharing from the heart. And then I talked about what I needed and what it would provide me with. Mm-hmm. See, I think Alison Armstrong uses uses an example like you know getting so frustrated that your man isn't taking out the trash, and instead of going, "Oh, mm-hmm. why don't you take out the trash?" <laughs> It's very different than babe. I need you to take out the trash because it provides me with such a sense of relief. And just when the trash is taken out, I just feel taken care of and supported. And it provides it provides me with so much support. And boom, the trash is out. Mm -hmm. So I think I think part of this is really learning how to communicate a little more authentically with your husband. And and so I'm just curious, and, and maybe I'm going to use the wrong word, but is there anything about your husband that intimidates you? Is he a stronger personality? What's your dynamic like?
1: Yeah, he's definitely more stronger and I'm more emotional if I really need to compare us. And sometimes he reacts to, I'm not saying aggressively in a way like with like he doesn't beat me up or anything he's not so like with a different um style of you know his tone is maybe but i'm not saying he's shouting or anything He's just a little more what i would want maybe
0: what you would want to be
1: yeah Mm -hmm. like for example sometimes he maybe it's the cultural difference as well because he talks louder but it's not shouting for him and he's not actually shouting but i kind of feel a little bit like that so Maybe in that way, I would say so, but...
0: And do you communicate that when when you feel like he's shouting? Do you request that, you know, I know you're just excited, but I need you to just lower your voice a little bit because it provides me with more calm. Otherwise, I feel like I'm being shouted at, even if that's not your intention. Do you communicate that?
1: I think I already told him. I'm not exactly sure if I told him this way, but he just keeps telling me that I'm just uh, sensitive, (laughs) so... That's the conversation about this between us.
0: <laughs> well, and here's, here's what I'm curious about, because I know you called in about feeling, you know, isolated and like your self-esteem has settled, has uh, lowered a little bit. Right. But I'm also just curious about how you're feeling in your marriage.
1: I think, I mean, in general, we are in love. I love him. I'm happy with him. Yes. And I'm, I'm really glad that I'm just in the States. I, am, I think I made a good choice. I didn't regret it at all.
0: Nothing Is he American? Like that.
1: Yes, he okay. is okay. He's, he's originally from here, yeah. I'm still really happy with that. And it was a really hard time for us, though, this whole transition time, because he wasn't happy there where we needed to stay in Virginia. We were just in a room. So that was like a really hard time for us. Mm-hmm. And since I don't work yet, and I'm basically with him all the time, yeah, I just finally started to go somewhere on my own. Because I didn't really drive alone here either. I would definitely would say so that it was really hard on our relationship. And yeah. since I'm real dependent and like kind of attached to him, mm-hmm. it makes us feel a little bit like further you know, like in, uh, there is like a little space between us, I would say, because of this, because we are together too much, I would say, or
0: like, it's almost like your brother, sister, roommates or something like that, spending too much (laughs) time together. Yeah. 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 And, and I was also asking because it sounds like, you know, I just really, because part of self-esteem, when anyone says they have low self-esteem, you know, what I've learned over doing this so many years is a lot of that comes from being a bit of a people pleaser and not speaking up for oneself Mm -hmm. because self-esteem comes from self-judgment, negative self-talk, um, and often thinking it's a better idea to make sure other people are okay and please others. It, it, low self-esteem comes from not putting ourselves first. Mm -hmm. And so since your hubby who sounds great, I'm not, I'm not criticizing him at all. I'm just sort of looking at the whole situation so that I can, I can help you on multiple levels. Mm -hmm. It sounds like he's, he's a bit of the bigger personality, Mm -hmm. stronger personality. And it sounds like you're kind of good at being the chameleon and adjusting to things and convincing yourself that you can, you can, you can take it. It's only a few more months. Like this will be fine. And I'm not saying like, you know, then he gets his way, but it sounds like he leads a little more, which is, which is which can be great, especially if, you know, he's in the masculine, you're in the feminine, but I just really want to support you in speaking up and speaking your truth Uh and really honoring what you need and not putting your needs second. Now in any relationship, sometimes there's compromise and it sounds to me like you've done some compromising, but it's reached the point where it's tiptoeing into sacrificing. Uh How do you feel when I say this?
1: I think I would really agree with you because that's not the first thing I've been doing this in my life. <laughs> but um,
0: tell me more about that. that. it's not the first thing.
1: What makes the situation harder though that the project he works on, they want him to be in Virginia in that house uh, where they live at. So it makes it a little bit harder because we need to keep going back. And that's why we need to stay there in the first place. But we weren't really happy together. But hopefully it's going to change in the future. And like we started to take trips that's why you're here now.
0: Well, I'm I'm um, more curious about the pattern. Where Where else has that pattern of putting yourself not first or just kind of taking it and and enduring? How long has that been around? Are people pleasing?
1: Yeah, that's totally been around. I actually have a thyroid issue, so that's totally throat chakra, yeah. So <laughs> I've been a people pleaser for. I mean, nothing forever, but for the past few years, I've, I always wanted to make people happy. I always had a hard time saying no and putting myself first.
0: Hmm. So. Okay. So now oh, yeah. we're really getting to something because imagine this like, okay, so if I'm a people pleaser and on some level it's depleting because I'm always putting other people first, mm-hmm. how motivated am I to go out and bring a lot of new people into my life?
1: Well, I should be really motivated.
0: Well, no, not at all. Because here, so let me paint the picture. So, okay, here I am people pleasing. Every time I'm around people, I'm people pleasing, which puts me last and drains my energy. On a conscious level, I may want to go out and make friends, but on an unconscious level, where my body is depleted. I'm not speaking up. I'm people pleasing. Do you really think I want more people to please in my life? Mm-hmm. So on some level, this isolation, although you don't like it, what could be going on is one, there's a the self-esteem from, from years of not putting yourself, not making yourself a priority, not speaking your truth. And two, until you kind of shift this people pleasing pattern that actually depletes you around people, it may be challenging to go out and make, make friends because with people pleasing comes self judgment. So every time you meet someone new, it's kind of like, do they like me? What do I do? I feel awkward because instead of just being Mm -hmm. your most authentic self, you're trying to be a chameleon and be who they need you to be or who you think they need you to be.
1: Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it does. Yeah. Yeah, that can easily happen Mm -hmm. inside me. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. And what have you, you've listened to the show for a while, right? Yes. And what have you learned about people pleasing from listening?
1: Maybe it's just within me that I really like to make people happy and serve them in a way. Like I really just want them to be happy. And if I can help them, that's really good. But once I feel really um, uncomfortable or like I really feel that that situation is not helping me or on the contrary it makes me feel bad or it make or it puts me to a situation where i'm like okay so maybe this is just too much maybe i helped too much or maybe i i just was too nice or maybe i said yes for things which i shouldn't have mm-hmm. so maybe when i actually get to realize that maybe that's already too much yeah <laughs> so maybe i should Get it before that point that okay, this is gonna be too much, so I should just stop.
0: Absolutely. Or speak up. Mm-hmm. You know, rather than pull away and isolate or stop doing what you're doing, just just stop. Mm-hmm. Just say, I love helping you, however, I'm not available for that. Or, you know, asking a friend or someone to do something for you instead. Like really watching that and tracking that because. When we are in a pattern of people pleasing, we think we need to do that to get love and accept it. And I love that you love caring for people. However, I don't really hear you're doing that much for yourself. And so I think I've shared this on the show before. Lisa Nichols, who's one of the top motivational speakers, she talks about how you can sip from my saucer, meaning her cup's always full and the people around her, she's got plenty to give from the overfill. So she keeps her cup full. And then anything that's in the saucer is, is free to give to others without draining her. And it sounds like sometimes you're drinking from, or you're serving from your own cup instead of being full, full of self-love, full of Mm self-esteem, full of authentic self-expression. You are caring and taking care of people, hoping that that's the way you'll build intimacy. Mm Mm-hmm. And believe me, that's part of it. We want to be there for people. And it's wonderful to to do things that please people, but not from a place of thinking that's what we need to do to be liked and Mm -hmm. not from a place of giving it from our own cup. Mm -hmm. So I love that you're feeling uncomfortable in isolation and that your self-esteem is suffering. I don't love it for you because I <laughs> I don't want you to <laughs> suffer. But but I love it because it's getting your attention. Mm-hmm. And it got you to kind of raise your hand and be like, I want to be coached on the show. It's, it's, it's reflecting to you something a little deeper. And it's illuminating a pattern of how I sometimes isolation is protection because people pleasing is draining for you and showing you that the self-esteem is a little low because you're not speaking up for yourself or making yourself a priority. And, and those things, when you shift those things, then even if you're spending time alone, you're going to feel less isolated because you're going to feel more connected to yourself because how we feel not alone when we're alone is having a healthy, loving relationship with ourself and, and one with source or higher power if, if we're open to that. Mhm. and
1: at the same you think i should just
0: go ahead yeah sorry just no, it's okay go ahead
1: <laughs> no i was just gonna ask that so if i spend more time with myself so if i give love to myself more so like if i take care of myself in a deeper level it's gonna help to make me feel more or less isolated and like more um like, like it's going to raise up or like, yes, you know, my I don't
0: know, self-esteem. Yes. It's, it's been, it's, it's not just taking bubble bath and spending time with yourself. It's your self-talk. It's having more authentic, mm-hmm. vulnerable conversations with your husband. It's when you're out in the world connecting with strangers, you know, mm-hmm. talking to people in the grocery store line. Um, it's, <laughs> it's, it's watching that people pleasing pattern when it comes up and kind of catching yourself in that and being like, mm, no, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be authentic. I want you to lean Mm -hmm. more into authenticity than Mm people-pleasing because that will then give you the confidence to go out and engage and interact with people. And and I also think in terms of uh, your relationship with your husband so that you don't go into that place of sacrifice and end up resenting him, I think some clear agreements need to be made about what you need. Mm-hmm. And even if you pick a home base and he has to travel to Virginia sometime, you know that you don't have to go every time so that you're not so meshed with him and spending every second together. Because yeah. it's, it's healthy for a marriage for people to spend some time apart and have their own lives and for you to have your own friends yeah. and to be rooted in everything. So I think it's about sharing your feelings and about making some clear agreements. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it truly makes sense.
0: Like, think of how much your self-esteem will go up if you truly start trusting yourself to take care of yourself and give yourself what you need. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. Like, what do you think your life would be like if you had more self-esteem?
1: Well, I would definitely be happier already. I know that <laughs> because I would be more confident about even just Getting to know people, or like making friends, or like doing things on my own, just getting out Mm -hmm. there and like do spontaneous things and like discover the new areas we we move to, or like we plan or like travel to. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that other opportunities would find me, or I would find them through that way too, because I wouldn't just sit at home and just be. the room.
0: <laughs> right. And notice how you're feeling. Do you feel how your energy has shifted? At least it sounds like it to me. Oh yeah. yeah.
1: Oh yeah. I feel this chill everywhere and yeah. like
0: this, like yeah. Yeah. So what's your plan for the day? What are you gonna what are you doing today? What was on your plate?
1: Today we're just gonna go like see the city probably because this is our first time here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can you spend any time out exploring on your own? Even just an hour? I think so.
1: I think so. I, I think yeah, it could happen.
0: Okay. So if that could happen, what I'd love you to do is spend at least an hour wandering around. What city are you in right now? In Las Vegas. Oh, well, that's definitely a city you can explore. So <laughs> wander around and just talk to people. Okay. <laughs> like Say hello. Where are you from? Like, you know, if you, if you buy something, talk to people in the line, give people a compliment. Like if you see you know, a lot of people are decked out in Vegas. If you see somebody that, you know, looks great just say, Oh my gosh, you look great. Or if there's a bachelorette party or something, go up and say, congratulations. I just want you to practice engaging with people mm-hmm. so that you feel connected and like part of something. And so you can stop feeling like your husband is your only safety.
1: Yeah. Oh, that was a nice, nice one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that, that really was deep. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can start do that.
0: You are the source of your own safety and it's safe for you to stop isolating and to trust yourself and to really know that you don't have to please people to be liked or to fit in.
1: Oh. Mm-hmm. I really love these.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that you, of course, our, our partners make us feel safe in some ways, but they're not the source of our safety. So it's really also stepping up in your marriage and speaking your truth so that you really feel like a partner and not a coattailer.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely need to do that.
0: In the long run, that's going to be healthier for both of you.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. Yes.
0: Yeah. And it sounds like you have a man, if you communicate clearly to him and, and practice some of that language that I gave you the example of, that he can adjust and he can hear you, but he can't read your mind. So you've got to speak up.
1: Yeah, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, not unfortunately, I got to speak up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely do. Yeah.
0: Beautiful. Was this helpful?
1: Oh yeah. Thank you very much. It was really helpful. It made my eyes like wide open. <laughs> Beautiful.
0: And do you see how you can shift this right now? The isolation is self-esteem. It's an inside job and you can take ac- external action that will help you support it and shift it. But you don't have to wait to be settled in a city to stop feeling isolated and to raise your self-esteem. You can do that now. And the more you do it now, the faster you'll be able to build a community when you get to the mm-hmm. new city, because you'll be feeling more confident. And you'll be feeling yeah. less alone and you won't be vibing low self-esteem and loneliness. You'll be vibing uh-huh. more self-acceptance and confidence and connectedness. Just practice talking to strangers. People really are okay. nice. I think we have a lot of like stranger danger, you know, and we think people are <laughs> And not, I mean, and a lot of people are, you know, angry or upset and, and that makes them kind of act jerky, but most people really are kind and want a connection. Yeah. So trust that.
1: Okay. Yeah, I will definitely try that.
0: Beautiful. Thank you very much. Yeah, and I okay. wish you so much love and success in finding your new home.
1: Thank you very much. I'm such grateful. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you again, Judy, for putting yourself out there. And This was an awesome step toward coming out of isolation and putting your needs first. As it often does, this call took a bit of a turn from Judy's original question, which was about finding herself after moving around for seven months. I dove into her relationship with her husband because she mentioned feeling a bit dependent on him and that, in her words, if I really listened to my heart, I would want a home base. It was important not to make her husband wrong in this situation, but to really empower Judy to have more of an honest conversation with him and herself about her needs. That's why I talked about the work of Alison Armstrong and how she teaches masculine feminine dynamics and communication. Now, of course, not all of what she says applies to everyone, but i have found her teaching incredibly valuable in my own relationships and with the people i've coached i talked to judy about how important it was for her to fully express her needs and what meeting those needs would provide for her this was for two reasons first finding her voice being 100% honest you know she mentioned that her husband was a stronger personality and sometimes she wasn't 100% honest so it's important for her not to get small and and to start speaking her truth it's not her husband's fault that she's not speaking honestly. That's her responsibility. And if she doesn't start speaking her truth, that will only lead to resentment and feeling more lost herself. That applies to not only Judy, but to you too. Where are you not speaking your truth? Now that doesn't mean you get to be a big old jerk. It just means really saying what's true for you, saying what's real, taking responsibility, but also communicating your needs. And the second reason I encouraged Judy to do this was to give her husband a chance to hear her and show up for her in a different way. He's not a mind reader. And if she was more vulnerably authentic in her communication and learned how to speak to him in a way he could really hear, then they have way more of a chance of creating a solid communication and connection style for their marriage. And I will put a link in the show notes to The Queen's Code, the book I mentioned, and Alison Armstrong's work. Another person I really love who teaches masculine, feminine communication and dynamics is David Data. I'll put his link in there as well. I also want to talk about compromise and sacrifice. In any relationship, often there's compromise. You know, I know many couples where one really bared the financial weight while the other one pursued a dream, or one spent more time with the kids while the other one really pursued a career, or someone really wanted or needed to live in another country, so someone made a compromise to do that for a time. But we have to be super attentive to when compromise bleeds over to sacrifice. And it sounds like Judy's right up into that point. Because she even admitted that, like I said, if she listened to her heart, she really wants a home. She really wants to plant roots. So if she kind of continues moving around and moving around and moving around and not really communicating what she needs, then it is going to fall into sacrifice and that's going to build resentment. So really look at your life. Where can you compromise more? Like where could you compromise more? And where are you compromising too much? So much so that it might even be a bit of a sacrifice, which is leading you down the road to resentment. And then we're back to people pleasing. Yes, it comes up quite a bit. Why do so many of us do that? Well, it's because we think that's how we get love. We think that's how we get validation. We think that's how we get people to like us. We think that if people saw the real us that, oh my gosh, they won't like us nothing can be further from the truth. The more you show the real you, the more authentic you truly are. Not only will your relationship with yourself improve, not only will your self-esteem improve, but the intimacy and the true connection you have with people will improve. Most people don't really feel that connected to a yes person, a people pleaser all the time. I've had some people pleasing friends and I've literally said to them in the past, please tell me your opinion. Please stop saying whatever I want to do. You know, we try to pick a restaurant, whatever you want. No, no, no. Have an opinion. Please tell me how you're feeling. And my relationships now, my closest relationships are not based on pleasing. They're based on being real with each other. That's intimacy. That's true connection. It's great to make people happy, but it's so important to really please ourselves first, not in a selfish way, but to make those self-honoring choices. And as I pointed out to Judy, your people-pleasing could be one of the reasons you're feeling isolated. On some level, people-pleasing is really draining, really draining. And there's a part of you that may want to retreat, that may want to stay inside, that may want to not have a lot of people in your life. If you're feeling responsible for all of them and you got to make them happy and you got to take care of them, oh, that wouldn't motivate me to go out and connect with a lot of people. So look at that. Is your people-pleasing tendencies making you feel a little isolated? And if so, drop the people pleasing, up your self-esteem by making self-honoring choices, and get out there. I gave Judy the assignment of going up and saying hi to people, talk to strangers. People are safe. People are safe. That was the belief I had to work on a lot with my coach. Because I had a history of, you know, people not feeling safe. And I really had to work on that belief and feel that belief that people are safe. People are safe. I remember one session, she just kept saying it to me over and over and over again. People are safe. People are safe. People are safe. People really are safe. Open your heart. You're only feeling isolated because of fear. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing preventing you from going out and making connections. So some takeaways for you. If you are in a relationship with the opposite sex and would like to improve your masculine, feminine communication dynamics, consider studying that a little bit. Look at the links that I'll put in the show notes and also just see what resonates with you. If you are feeling isolated, give yourself a goal of a certain number of people to talk to each day. Give someone a compliment. Talk to the cashier at the grocery store. Wave to somebody at a stoplight. Engage, interact, connect. I'll give you the number of five. So if you're feeling isolated, if you're nervous about going out and meeting new people, go for five people a day that you connect with. And after a week of doing that, make it a little more. And after a week of doing that, start asking people out on friend dates. Start making plans. Start getting yourself out there and building your tribe. And while you're at it, work at speaking your truth authentically. And finally, communicate your needs to the most important people in your life. Don't expect people to be mind readers. The more you communicate your needs, the more you're going to up your self-esteem. A big part of our self-esteem comes from self-trust and being able to take care of ourself. And if you aren't communicating your needs, then you're not taking care of yourself. Then it's harder to trust yourself. Speak your needs with love, with authenticity, with truth, and you'll see your self-esteem go up as well. All right, everybody. That's it. Thank you again so much for listening. And if you enjoy the show, please, please share it. We want to spread this to as many people as we possibly can. I love you. Sending you so, so, so many blessings. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over at and On With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode.